みしめて君は目覚めてゆく天使の微笑みで連れ出してチェック !1!1!2! I should start off every single podcast like that. I don't know why I don't. How have I not been a Limp Biscuit stand this entire time? Alright, whatever. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to the Hunter Hunter podcast, the one man escapade of a podcast that hangs out in the treehouse back in the woods behind the duplex owned by the HBO boys. I am one of said boys. My name is Ryan, and I am excited for y'all to be here for today's Hunter Hunter episode number 15 in season or arc one Explosion of Deception, the summary of which goes like this. Gone is relying on blood crazy blutterflies. I didn't say that right, but I'm keeping it in. Blood crazy blutterflies. Can we say name of a band much? It, you should name your band that. If anyone is listening to this and is going to create a band in the next few moments of their life, blood crazy blutterflies. I can't even say it right. I'm going to move on from this word in this sentence. Gone, by the way, <laughs> relies on blood crazy butterflies to find his target, Hisaka, before waiting for the perfect time to use his skill with the fishing rod to snatch Hisaka's tag. Meanwhile, Mr. Oreo is tricked by the rookie crusher and loses his own tag, but Pika Pika helps him recover it. Now that Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo know that neither is the other's target, they decide to form an alliance. Do you want to form an alliance? Absolutely, I do. We are still within the fourth phase of the 287th Hunter exam on Zevil Island. We are in a battle royale situation. Gon is still shitting on birds with a fishing lure, which is completely normal. But it's cool because he doesn't hurt them. He just lets them go and continue not being real. As we all know, birds not real. As he partakes in this act of supposed animal charity, he realizes that his hands are straight up bloodbaths due to the manual labor that he's recently taken a part of, but he says he is okay because practice makes perfect, and he's definitely going to be able to snatch up Hisaka's badge now. On a personal note, I am not one hundo on that last sentence, or the amount of confidence that Gon has that he can do anything to Hisaka. Before we keep going, I will say quickly that the HBO boys, one of which is me, Has a Patreon. We pay for things like audio hosting and we do this as a hobby. We don't, no one, no one writes a check for me doing this. In fact, I think I'm losing money. We all are, really. You are too. <laughs> Listening and doing this. So, just like be nice, go to patreon.com slash HBO Boys, Boys with a Z, give one or more dollars a month. You get a bunch of bonus content. This specific podcast earlier, James and I do like two to three hours of bonus content a month that is up on that Patreon, and you can listen to it with your goddamn ears for only a dollar. It's a great gosh dang deal. Moving on. Gon asks himself how he is supposed to find Hisaka anyway, which is like one of the largest parts of hunting, I'd say, knowing where your prey is. But thankfully, Gon is the main character of a television show, so the answer literally flies directly at him as he meets butterflies that inhabit this island and are pink because they drink goddamn blood, which is terrifying. I don't care what anyone says, okay? Butterflies are bugs, and bugs are gross. Oh, but Ryan, their wings are pretty.、Uh, shut up. Those wings are there to deceive you. Don't be fooled by the pretty colors and the shiny lights. Be woke when it comes to the butterflies or obviously gross endeavor that I am embarking upon. 
Anywho, remember when they showed Hisaka's bloody shoulder and I was like, that's going to come up. Hey, look, it came up as we cut to him. And he's also surrounded by these goddamn butterfreeze. Hisaka is just chilling as he gets a walkie-talkie call from a person we as an audience aren't supposed to know. But I do know because I ruined it for myself and it's Getter Recur. And furthermore, Getter Recur is not who he says he is. And that's where I'm going to stop. Because where would this podcast be without a little bit of surprise? A little bit of suspense. Am I right? Oh, shit! Then it cuts to Getter Recur so we can totes know that now. That he is the person who is talking full-time to Hisaka on the walkie-talkies. And Gata points out that Hisaka doesn't have his opponent's badge yet, and he probably doesn't even know who it is, which Hisaka's like, who gives a shit, bruh? I'm gonna just hunt down three other people, which is, like, actually a solid plan for both, like, entertainment-wise for me and also him because he's totally OP. Speaking of OP, we cut to Cyper, the op user, who is pointing her gigantic sniper rifle at Gatterakur's head during this conversation, but who doesn't pull the trigger the whole time? Question mark? That seems dumb. You have the shot. You take the gosh dang shot. You have the shot. You take the shot. Everybody knows that. I am not throwing away my shot. I believe is a line from the Little Mermaid musical. Gon has tied strings to the butterflies and is following them because he remembered that Hisaka's shoulder is bleeding. And that is goddamn genius. His intelligence level is truly nebulous, so hard to keep track of. But instead, he finds Caillou, the dude who was shot with the poison arrow, and he's just still on the ground, paralyzed. Gon inexplicably fixes him up just because like, he's a nice guy, so not inexplicably. There's like explicably there's a exact explanation gone just like a child and he's just like i know basic medical procedures apparently and he puts caillou next to a tree so not only is his intelligence hard to put a finger on so is his morality compass making him an interesting character to watch which is good because he's the main one finally gone is led to hisaka by his blutterfies i can't for the love of and he awaits in a bush for hisaka's next move we then port over to Mr. Oreo, that dummy, who hasn't seen anyone in two days until you-know-who, the rookie crusher, pops out of the woods. Fuck this dude. Mr. Oreo pulls a goddamn knife while Tones Bones acts like a little bitch and proves Mr. Oreo isn't his target by showing him the badge that he is actually looking for. His target is Bedoro, actually, the old kung fu dude, but... As we've recently learned, that's not the only way to win this shindig. Hisaka's plan can be the Rookie Crusher's plan as well. Mr. Oreo holds up his target's number to show the Rookie Crusher to prove that the Rookie Crusher is not his target. And we learn as an audience that his target, Mr. Oreo's that is, is Ponzu, whom I know from perusing the internets that she has bees in her hat that attack people for her. Which is terrifying. Bones Tony then offers to tell Mr. Oreo all he knows about Ponzu. I mean, he's been around the block a few times, so he does have intelligence. But he wants Mr. Oreo to do him a favor. That favor being, give me some medicine for my obviously impacted diarrhea shit. I'm going to lose my bowels. And I need your help because you're some sort of doctor. And I'm sure in your briefcase, you have Pepto-Bismol or some shit. The Rookie Crusher then goes over Ponzu's vibe after Mr. Oreo is like, You first, idiot, Ponzu. The Rookie Crusher says that first off, she's a lady, and secondly, she used chemical warfare. So, you know, she has weapons of mass destruction, and she sets traps. She's not going to be out there looking for you. She's going to wait for you to wander into said trap. 
Mr. Oreo, to repay the Rookie Crusher, then opens up his briefcase to give him the anti-diarrheal medicine, and then BAM! From the goddamn bushes jumps out Somi, the weird monkey dude, who attacks with a stick, and who has Mr. Oreo's number, which the goddamn monkey catches in his mouth, and it turns out that the Rookie Crusher had Mr. Oreo's number, didn't even need to shit, and was just trying to get him to open up his briefcase because he's a dickhead. And there was a trade involved where the Rookie Crusher had Mr. Oreo's card, as previously stated, and then traded with Somi for this deception specifically. Anyway, Mr. Oreo is boned, and at this point, Somi just scurries off and shows that he can actually jump tree to tree, like he is himself a monkey. And Tones Bone saunters away to meet Somi at a predetermined rendezvous point as Mr. Oreo pursues. Then we get a scene of the Rookie Crusher running away as Mr. Oreo is running after him. The Rookie Crusher explaining as he is running without panting at all. He has great cardio for being a large person. How alliances are a great way to win. And then he runs directly into Pika Pika, who kicks the shit out of him and offers Mr. Oreo an alliance of his own, which is ironic. Thanks, Alanis. And then as we come back from commercial, which I didn't have to watch because I have HBO Max and they should be paying me for the amount of time that I'm doing or taking to watch the shows that they have. We see a rookie crusher who is looking swollen as heck and is tied up with a sign above him that is in Japanese and the subtitle is also in Japanese and that's extremely frustrating. Although said frustration is tampered slightly by the cute little gophers watching the crusher be in pain. And... Thankfully, the internet told me that the sign says, please do not feed, which is hilarious, but I had to Google it, you know, why not have a subtitle in English in the dubbed version? You know, people who speak English only are not going to be able to read it. Why did you do this to me? How dare you? Mr. Oreo is now chasing Somi, but now has the help of Pika Pika, who nabs the monkey out of the air and threatens an animal to blackmail a thief. As we go back to the Rookie Crusher, he is now joined by the monkey and by Somi, tied up as the entirety of the woodland creatures around them are watching them be captured, which is very goddamn cute. And Mr. Oreo gets his badge back, plus Pika slash Mr. Oreo have an alliance now, and they take those two Dinks badges as well. As they head off to search for Ponzu. We get to see as the new day arrives, Kilowatt just vibing, walking along through the woods with his trusty skateboard that he doesn't use enough. And he calls out to someone that they've been following him since the very beginning, and it's been super obvious. I don't know if it's actually been super obvious. Kilowatt's just like, you know, an incredibly experienced and talented assassin. So I bet it's not obvious to everybody in the world, but Kilowatt's just like, brah, I hear you scuffling through the brush. Come out, please. And it's revealed to be the youngest Amori brother, Imori, who decides not to show himself when called out, which is probably a good choice. At the break of dawn, Hasaka senses someone nearby in the bushes, and he proceeds to walk towards them, and Gon's like, shit, he totally sees me. But it turns out that it's not Gon that he knows is there, it is Gauze, the Fu Manchu mustache bro. Gauze then challenges Hasaka to a duel, allowing Gon an opportunity to strike while Hasaka is attacking his prey. Gauze relentlessly attacks this bro, Hasaka, the murderous clown, with a spear, but Hasaka dodges effortlessly because he's good at this. Gauze then collapses from a fatal wound that he received prior to confronting Hasaka and is surrounded by the hematropic butterflies, which is a fun thing to say because, you know, his back is bleeding. Hasaka knows that Gauze wants to die in battle, but even so, he still refuses to fight him because in Hasaka's eyes, Gauze is already dead. As we've learned in the past, Hasaka has his own battle rules that lean towards, I want a fair battle against a strong person. Kind of one-punch Manny. Kind of I've always won most battles I've ever been in. 
and I'm bored, so I'm not going to fight you if you're already dying or can't even come close to killing me. Asaka then looks at Gauze and claims that he, quote, knows he is almost dead because of his eyes, unquote, which is a cool bad guy thing to say. Gauze, enraged at this, bolts towards Hisaka, but out of nowhere, he is struck down by Gitterakur's needles that instantly kill him as they enter his neck and eyeballs. It turns out that Gitterakur has let Gauze get away from him after hunting him previously, and he came back to finish the job. And it was a very neat death. I liked that death. That was a fun death. Gitterakur already took Gauze's badge as well, so he's donezo as he throws Hisaka another badge entirely that he just has in his pocket for fun, and which is number 80. Sadly, Cypher the op user, as we know her, she used to be alive. She no longer is. She was looking through Gitterakur. She didn't take the shot for too long. And Gitterakur saw her from afar and threw a needle through the goddamn eyesight into her eyeball. And she is murdered and dead. You should have taken the shot, idiot. Gitterakur then, for what I can only assume is dramatic effect, or that he's done with the challenge so he doesn't need to hide anymore, question mark. He removes the pins from his face, revealing that he's been Hasaka's friend and a whole other person all along. Then, with his much more soft and original face, this new unnamed person, whose name I definitely know, starts to jab the ground like a weird karate duck and makes a hole for himself to sleep off the rest of the weekend, which is also super normal. It's crazy normal. As the night settles in, Hisaka wanders upon Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo, which is a huge bummer for them, as Gon watches from afar and realizes that the distractions that he needs to get Hisaka's badge are to be his friends. Lol. And then a wild... <laughs> Hasaka targets Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo as they are unaware. Everyone is, Hasaka included, that Gon is sneaking up behind them and looking for the good good. We have four more days of death upcoming, and that's the end of the goddamn episode! You know, sometimes it's just easier to think nobody listens to this and that I'm just shouting into a void, you know? Yeah, actually, it's interesting only to me, probably not to you. But our audience, while it is, you know, relatively small for most podcasts and, you know, like 4,800 listens away from being advertisable every episode, we don't get a lot of commenters. I mean, we have the patrons in the patron-only Discord that you get for $1 a month at patreon.com slash hboboys. If you are a subscriber, they say words to us, but we really don't get comments, which is good, I guess. I mean, we get Apple reviews, everyone on Apple, goddamn hates us hey if you leave apple reviews <laughs> um say like ryan totally didn't tell me to say this but the hbo boys are the cream in my coffee the first one person to write that as an apple review gets a pat on the back and also i'll like stare at you from across the room approvingly shit all right i'm gonna go i got this dope coffee today it is three gingerbread one i'm just wasting your time bye wait Okay, I already said bye. So, like, if you did want to know what the coffee was, like, if you were, you're like, wow, how dare you finish what the coffee order is? It's one cream, three gingerbread, dark roast, medium from Dunkin' Donuts. I've drank it every day for seven days straight. My eyes no longer stop rattling. Okay, here's this cool song. Bye.